Good morning, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen across the globe, and greetings to anyone beyond who may be finding this recording. Welcome to a bonus presentation of Creatures of the Night. In our last episode, we brought to you the latest updates regarding unclassified United States military intelligence files on unidentified aerial phenomena. Additionally, we linked those official reports to the unofficial, unconfirmed personal experiences of anonymous internet users. This bonus episode of Creatures of the Night will present their online posts for your consideration. These are the posts of Throwalian and others, just as they appeared in online message boards. I'll start at the beginning. On November 19, 2013, a thread was posted on Reddit entitled, Alien abductees of Reddit, what's your story? Over the next few days, many anonymous posters told stories about seeing strange lights in the sky and flying objects maneuvering in unbelievable ways. And then, a user named Throwalian posted his experience and answered a variety of questions over the course of about two days. Here is an audio recording of Throwalian's initial posting activities from November of 2013. Throwaway account, because I'm afraid. I was first abducted in 1987. I was 12 years old. I say abducted, but it's not like that. Actually, you go willingly. It's scary, but it's exciting, too, and they are somehow able to make you feel okay about things. It's not until later that you feel bad or like you've been violated. And they don't do a lot of probing, like raping, or anything like that. That's Hollywood nonsense. They look inside of people sometimes, but they have machines that do it. Not really machines, but it's like a room where things get done and the walls are. It's hard to explain, so just imagine that all the walls are kind of like x-ray machines. That's the easiest way to describe it. Sometimes there would be others there, and they would be looking into them or they'd put them under and cut them open, but not usually. They took tissue samples from all of us, I think, and they never put you under or give you any anesthetic or anything. They just poke you. With like those things they take samples of the ocean floor. Like that, but really small. They pull out chunks of you. It's usually done on the butter on the lower back. Mostly they talked with me. Just questions and they'd show me things, like television shows and things, and they'd ask me questions about them. I think the walls measure our reaction to things, too, same as they take x-rays. I don't know that, but it's the feeling that I got. They never let you ask questions about what they are doing. Even once I got friendly with a few of them, they just do not like it when you ask them questions. They hate it. You can't understand their language. It just sounds like HMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMM
They love that African instrument that looks like a gourd with 13 strings. Love IT. But they cannot stand horns or horn music, so they hate classical music and jazz. I think trumpets sort of sound like their language. It's a feeling that I get, but I've never been able to ask them. They've taken me up just about every two years, I'd say, since 1987. Just about. Sometimes it's more often, and I didn't go up at all between 1995 and 2000. They usually keep me for what feels like a day, but it turns out to be about four hours. Usually. The longest I stayed with them was three weeks. During that time, they made me make phone calls and keep up appearances. They aren't really bad. Well, I was going to say people. But they are not really bad people. Or whatever. The two that I got sort of close with told me to call them Jack and Gina. I don't know if they are male or female, or even if they have different sexes. But I know that those aren't their real names. Those are just names that they told me. They will make contact with Earth on a wide scale in 2021. That's the year when they'll land here, or colonize, or whatever. I'm not exactly sure what their plan is. They don't seem to be evil or dangerous. Their planet is, so they told me anyway, a very long way away. They couldn't explain to me how far, they said, because it was too far for me to understand and it was also close to the side. I have no idea what that meant, but it's always stuck with me. Home is too far away for you to understand, but also close to the side. We don't have anything that they want, so they told me. So I don't really know why they come here or why they've taken so many of us up or why they've gotten to be friends with me. They do not have any religion and they don't need oxygen or water or trees or anything, I don't think. They don't eat people. I don't think they want to breed with us or genetically engineer us. I don't know what they want, but they've been coming here for I'd guess at least 10 or 20,000 years. I'm not very good about history and Upper Paleolithic and all that. But they've got video of all sorts of stuff and they showed me video of Neanderthals and Cro-Magnon which really were just like us humans except they all had black skin. Way less diversity and all sorts of other human-like things, uses, or whatever. And they showed me video of the pyramids being built and this huge stone building that I guess is lost somewhere or was destroyed but it was in Europe, I could tell from the video. They have video of them talking with all sorts of people all throughout the history of Earth. They showed me some of them and asked me questions about them but I couldn't understand any of it because I only speak English and even English from 200 or 300 years ago is so different that I could hardly understand it. So I told them that they probably knew more about it all than I did. I was up three weeks ago. That was the last time. I'm pretty sure that I'll go up again in a couple of years, but I'm not sure after that. The whole program or whatever they call it is going to change in July, 2021. I think they said 8th, but it could also have been 18th, I wasn't hearing very well. They weren't trying to intimidate me or even to warn me, so I don't think we have anything to worry about. I hope they don't show the videos they took of me when they first started taking me up, because I was so scared and young, and they're embarrassing. People have been claiming since the 1950s that the aliens have told them their landings are imminent. Imminent is not really the right word. The better word is July 8th or 18th, 2021. They were very clear about that, and they have been since they first took me. 
They have accents. Difficulty with vowels might be a better way to say it, so I can't be sure if they are saying 8th or 18th. It sound like Aiyari, no matter if it's 8 or 18. I would guess it's some sort of planet alignment or start alignment thing, I don't know, same way they can only launch space shuttles on the right day because of atmospheric conditions and gravity. I'm not a physicist, so I don't understand it. So how were the pyramids built? I don't know. I've seen footage of building, and footage of them being used, but I can't tell you how. I'm not an engineer. I can tell you this, though, it wasn't slaves. There was a town right there where all the workers lived. There was a lot of singing, and at night there was dancing and what looked like bonfire parties. The big blocks of stone came in off a river that was there, which I guess was the Amazon. It came right up to where they were building, though, so it was probably a canal or else the river moved. And one thing is this, when you see picture of it it's always guys pushing big blocks up ramps around the outside of the pyramids, but that's not right. The blocks went up inside the pyramids. I don't know if they hid ramps inside or elevators or something, but they pushed the blocks inside the pyramids and then at the top they came out at the corners. Also, because people always care about this, there were no white people there. There were some black people there, but mostly they all looked Egyptian. Kind of brown, kind of olive. That's all I remember from that video. The better video was the one in Europe. It could have been Russia, I guess, but it looked like Europe with the same kinds of trees. With the pyramids, I wouldn't even have recognized it if it weren't for the pyramids, because it wasn't a desert. But the one in Europe or in Russia is enormous. Very big. I have never seen it in real life, or heard of it, or anything, so maybe it's been covered up with a forest or with a city or something. It's not a pyramid, though, it's a big complex of stone buildings, some are square and some are pyramids. And some are circles that are open in the middle like gardens and the walls are all held up by stone arches. Beautiful place. There was no video of that one being made, just of the complex. At least I haven't seen it being made. I hope there are people looking for that kind of thing, because if we found this one it would really be neat. Dude, please tell me you're telling the truth. It's all true. They've taken a few of us and they've taken a few of us for good, too because I know there are some of us that have gone back with them. But I don't think they've ever taken any sort of action on our planet. They don't control the weather, didn't build the pyramids, and they didn't give Hitler instructions. I think the ones who take me are sort of like college students. I know this sounds silly, but it seems like the ones who come here are doing research and maybe even writing home about it. Did they tell you what happens after death? No, I don't think they know. I'm not sure how they would know. Thank you for posting this. Have you been in contact with ICAR, International Center for Abduction Research? I think it would be of value to you both. I know three other people who are taken up as regularly as I am, and we've talked about ICAR. I've never been in contact with the ICAR people and, to tell you the truth, I don't think ICAR is necessary or real. Maybe other people's experiences are different, but I don't think it's that traumatic. Neither do my friends. I'm not sure friends is the right word. We met on the ship and we're sort of in contact, but we don't see each other ever. It's not normal and it's scary as hell. But there just isn't all the probing in the mind scanning stuff that is on the ICAR site. And all the talk about alien-human hybrids is, I don't know. Fun, I guess, and it sounds an awful lot like X-Files, 
but it's not very real I don't think. The gray guys, by the way, they aren't really all that small, they're about the size of a small woman, can sort of zap ideas and words and thoughts into your head. But they can't read your thoughts. They just can't. I've thought some awful stuff while up there and they've never said anything about it so I don't think they can read thoughts. Do you have to have some thoughts on what their agenda is? Do you have any idea why this is seemingly covered up? I'm not sure that there is a cover-up. I don't know that any any government know, like really know, what is going on. It wouldn't surprise me, but I haven't seen any evidence of a cover-up. I've never once been taken up to have tea with Jimmy Carter, for example. Having tea with Jimmy Carter isn't something that goes on up there. But, I mean, even in this thread there's plenty of evidence for why they might want to cover up this. It's because people can't handle it. People can't believe that they are not alone. Can't believe that there's something up there that's smarter than us but that isn't God? I don't know. Their agenda is really the more interesting question. Unfortunately, I have no idea what it is. I really can't even guess. They don't seem to be evil or anything like that, so I don't think they want to farm us or use us to make some super race or slave labor. They have never asked me, for example, where to get gold. They've asked me about money and about gold, but more like they were just asking and interested, not like they wanted our gold. They don't seem interested in water or wood or diamonds. I have no idea what they want. Sometimes I think that maybe they just want to be friends, but I know that can't be true because they aren't really friendly. But there is this. They always, always, always make a big deal about giving me a bowl of salt when I'm there, like it's a gift. Now, I think that they're confused about us, like we want salt as a gift. But I guess maybe they love salt. Maybe they're after salt? I don't think so, though. I think they just think it's polite. The reason I ask about the cover-up is that, in many stories I read people are told to shut up by government officials. Was simply hoping you had some insight into this. I find the salt thing pretty interesting funny. As you probably know, salt for a very long time was one of the most coveted commodities humans had usually only reserved for royalty and the like. In fact, the term salary, from what I understand, derives its etymology from the same place as the, the French word for salt, sal. So perhaps, if everything you say is true, they are using some archaic form of gift-giving in hopes of appeasing you. One last question, why do you believe that your story's tone is so different from the other abduction stories I read where people feel far more violated? Do you believe you are simply more accustomed to these experiences than they are? I understood why you were asking. I just don't know anything about a cover-up. If there is one, then I guess it would make sense that the government wouldn't know to tell me to shut up because I don't really talk about it. That's what I thought about the salt. I just can't tell whether they think it's a great gift or whether they think that I THNK that it's a great gift. Either way, I usually smile and taste a little bit and then that's the end of that. As for appeasing me, yeah, they don't seem too interested in that. They are in charge and they know it. I think my tone is so different because most of these stories you hear are actually nightmares. That's what I believe. A lot of people think that they are abducted by aliens and probed and stuff, and it all just sounds so much like a nightmare. I think it's people looking for attention, or maybe they have had nightmares and really believe that they've experienced something real. And there are some people who are kind of crazy, too.
My friends, the ones who I'm sort of in touch with every now and again, have I wondered if they were schizophrenic and one even talked with his cousin who is a psychiatrist or psychologist. Whichever. The kind that goes to medical school first. The thing is that sometimes I hear people talk about abduction and I know that they're making it up. And sometimes I hear people talk about it and I think, yeah, that could have happened. It's odd to me, though, that there are so many stories about people being abducted once and just once. That doesn't seem to be normal to me. Do you think they're going to help us? Or do they think we are meaningless and want to get rid of us? They're not starting an apocalypse, are they? If you know, but what is your best guess? I don't think either. I don't think they want to help us or get rid of us. It really bothers me, to tell you the truth. What bothers me about it is that I don't know what they want. I feel like they aren't going to kill us all or enslave us. I just don't believe that's what they're after. I think my best guess is that we are kind of like rats in a lab. Or dolphins? We study dolphins all the time, but we aren't trying to kill them or help them just study them. That's what I think. I hope. I have never seen a single weapon while with them, or at least nothing that I could identify as a weapon. What sort of a feeling did you get around them exactly? An anxiety, an easy feeling, a comforting feeling. I'm very interested in this as I work with a woman who is channeling from an extraterrestrial species called the Pleiadians, and I myself have revived a bit of information. But I'm unsure if it's from the same species as her. Now when it happens I feel annoyed more than anything. I don't know how long it will take and I can't say oh, how about next week? At first it was nervous, though, and scared a bit. But like I mentioned earlier, it was scared like scared when you go to the doctor. I do get a feeling like my skin is tacky or sticky, and my hair stands up on my arms and legs and all over. But that's only on the ship, so I think it has to do with the machines that they have or maybe they use magnets or something. No idea there. But feeling? It's more anxiety than comfort, but it's not too bad anymore. I have to admit though, I'm awful skeptical of channeling. I don't really believe it. But I know that when I'm on the ship, they can put words into my head. So maybe they can do that over a really long distance? That's essentially what channeling is, the long distance putting word into one's head, to the best of my understanding. She says she has been brought onto their ship before, I however have never as far as I know been on their ship, and to be honest sometimes I'm skeptical of my personal channeling experiences. But she says the ones he's spoken to are absolutely wonderful and pretty much radiate love. I give channeling a good benefit of the doubt, but there are definitely a ton of people out there bullshitting about it. From what you've said about your experiences it seems they are entirely lacking of emotion and are very stiff, logical, and physical beings. I think you may be right with the dolphin thing, that they don't necessarily want to hurt us, rather study us or I guess a primitive hominid they just so happen to come across. Have they performed many physical tests? A few other people on this thread said that they had E.T.S. take egg sperm tissue samples. If so, what are the tests like? I hope you don't mind me asking so many questions. I don't mind answering. They do seem stiff and logical and all that with me, but that may be just because they're working. Like I said, I'm kind of close to a couple of them, and by that I mean that I've told them some jokes and they kind of chuckle, though I don't know if they get it. And sometimes they look at me and I can tell that they feel something like sympathy or kindness to me. Physical tests. Not much. They stick me for a tissue sample each time. They've taken hair. 
They do the x-rays sometimes. They've asked me to pee in cups and to ejaculate in a cup. I've heard people tell stories about them presenting abducted women for that, and that's all fantasy. It's just like a doctor's office, they give you a cup and tell you to do it. If you can't, they'll give you some privacy. Oh, there is one thing, they do touch you all over and make you open up your clothes when you leave, but I think it's because they want to make sure you don't have any of their tools or anything. You're right, they do sound exactly like a doctor's office with all that. It's nice that the two you're somewhat close to to at least give you names you can call them. So they all look exactly the same, or are there any small physical differences between them? It must be somewhat neat after a while to have contact with them, even if it is inconvenient and somewhat annoying. Have they questioned you on things like emotion? These people, from what you've told me, certainly do not seem mean in the slightest bit. I would imagine that tissue sampling is rather painful, does it leave little scars and what not? Have you seen any other humans on their ship? Oh yeah, I've seen lots and lots of other humans. And like I mentioned or and I've seen lots of videos of other humans. You know, I wonder about whether or not they all look exactly alike. To me, yeah, they pretty much do. I can tell a little difference in Gina because he, or she, has a scar or what looks like a scar on the right hand. Oh, that's a good thing to mention. They're human-like, two feet and two eyes and all that, but they only have three fingers. Long, ugly fingers. There's a thumbish thing, too, but it's pretty short and it's more like a stump. They aren't all the same height, but I don't know if the shorter ones are female or male or something like that. The tissue sampling is a bit painful, but it's not much worse than getting a shot. It doesn't leave any marks at all, so far as I can tell. I've got a bald patch on my arm from a test they did on me, but that's not a big deal. But who knows what I look like internally. There might be big changes internally that I don't realize. Describe the ship. How do they communicate with you that they'll pick you up? How do they pick you up? What does the ship look like, and what does the insides look like? I have never seen the big ship from the outside, so I don't know what it looks like. The little ships don't have windows, so I can't see out. The little ships are the shape of hot dogs, sort of. Boy, this sounds stupid, but kind of like VW Microbus vans, but a little bit bigger. The outside is a kind of gunmetal blue that looks wet, glassy. They use those to come to Earth. They never communicate to me that they are going to pick me up ahead of time. Which would make my life a lot easier. I usually know that they are following me because my radio doesn't work if I'm in my car, or if I'm on the phone I'll have a lot of dropped calls. Now because it's happened so much and I'm used to it, I don't put up a fight. I know they're there, so I park and wait for them. The first time it happened I was 12 and they took me at about 8.30 at night. I was in my backyard and my mom was out of town on a business trip. My dad was inside and he was pissed off when I came home. Anyway, they do it used like you'd think. They wait until I'm alone and then they come and get me. If I'm at home, they knock on the door. That's only happened once, though. If I'm out for a run at night, they wait until I'm alone and then land and one of them motions at me or says hi, through Orwellian, it's time for a trip. It's never, ever, ever more than two of them on the small ships. Gina is always there and has been for the last 10 or 15 years. Inside the small ship there are two seats in the middle that face each other and that's where they sit. 
The sort of back half of the vehicle is closed off and I can't see in there, but I'm pretty sure the engines are in there. All along the rim of it on the inside is a bench. It's metal, or something like metal. I have never seen a comfortable seat or chair or bench up there. They all sit on flat, hard surfaces, so far as I know. The ships are lit on the, the floor and on the walls and there are no light fixtures anywhere. There's no radio, no nothing. I think those ships are remote controlled. Inside the big ship is a lot different. The little ship docks in the ship. The end where there is no engine, it opens up and that's where we walk out. There's a series of bays where these little ships dock. We walk out and through a little hall, and then that opens into a big room where they work on small ships and have projects going. I've never been to the other side of that room. Off to the right. And it's always to the right, so we must always park in the same place, is a waiting room. That's where we go immediately. I sit there. Sometimes there are other people there. That's where I met my friends that I mentioned earlier. People there are usually scared. There are five doors off the room, arched doorways with sliding doors, but they are not automatic doors. They have to touch a button for them to open. I can do that, too, so it's not like a fingerprint scanner. One of those rooms I've never been in, but the other four I know are exam rooms. That's where we go in and they ask questions, where the walls are like x-ray machines. Sometimes they show videos on those walls, too, but usually not. Okay, after that there is another room and the door to that room is on the other wall. So imagine you walk in on the west side, the five doors to exam rooms are on the east side, and then this door is on the north side. I know directions make no sense up there, but I'm trying to explain it. The north side door opens up to a big medical room. That's the only place I've ever seen them do anything bad at all. And that's where people are really scared. A couple of times I've seen people sitting up on tables, but they weren't doing surgery or anything. It's in that room that they stick you and take a tissue sample. Usually they tell you what they are doing. That room has a door on its north side, too, and it opens up to a different waiting room. It's pretty relaxed in that room. Okay. Lights, all on the walls or on the floor, never seen a light fixture. Seats are all benches, all built into the wall or the floor. There are a few cabinet-looking things in the medical room, but that's it. No computers, no terminals, nothing like that. In that waiting room there are a couple of places for us to sit and drink hot water. I don't know why, but they give us hot water. And off that room is the room where we meet with them and they really talk, ask questions, show us things. In that room is a table not for people to lay on but that we sit at. There are usually two of them in there, but not always the same ones. I go in, I sit down, they offer me some salt, then they show me a video or ask me a question. Sometimes they have different kinds of food that they show me and ask me about. That's about it. Have you and your friend ever been taken up at the same time? Yeah, these three people who I call my friends because of each other's phone numbers and we talk sometimes, we all met on a ship but not at the same time. I'll make up names for them so that I can talk about them a little easier. I'll call them Coach, Sam, and Diane. I met Coach first. He's about my age and he is from the US, but I don't think I should say any more about where he's from. He is a minor celebrity, actually, so best just leave it at that. He had been up a few times by the time we met. Sam is 10 years older than I am. 
He does not live in the United States, but he does speak English. We met on my fourth or fifth trip, and he was up at the tail end of my long three-week stay, but we just waved at each other in the hallway. Diane a minor, so I shouldn't say anything about her. But I met her up there when she was four. I've never had children, and don't think I ever will. So I'm sort of Diane's uncle, in an uncreepy way. Diane's father is not in the picture, but her mother and stepfather know about the abductions. I've been to their house several times. I guess they never told you how they evolved, or what their planet looks like. What they eat, BRTW, what did they feed you, when you were there for three weeks? And, when they took your semen samples, did they give you some material to jerk off to? What do their voices sound like in your head? How does it feel when that happens? I can't even imagine it. It is almost like they're putting thoughts into my head, and I wouldn't know if it's my own or not. Does Gina have a specific female voice in your head? They are extremely strong. Tough to explain how I know that, but you can just tell when they touch you. No idea how they evolved or were created. Planet, eat, nothing. I lost about 10 pounds over the three weeks I was with them, mostly because I had no appetite. They gave me flatbread, butter, and fruit. That was it. I think they might be vegetarian. Ha ha, no I have no idea. Their voices all sound like sort of in-between male and female in terms of high-low. But the way they speak is forceful, masculine. They have some trouble with vowels. For example 8 and 18 both sound like 80, something like that. I do kind of hear Gina as female, but that might just be because I associate the name Gina with female gender. They didn't give me any magazines at first, then they gave me all sorts of materials. I'd think they do that to figure out what turns us on. I have so many questions. They ask you about HAL, interesting. Do they understand the idea of artificial intelligence as we see it? The significance of this? Surely the creation of a new form of intelligence by humans would be something that'd raise their eyebrows if they had any? Do they have any form of robotics that you can see? There is always the potential that these beings are artificial intelligences themselves. Do they ask about nukes? War? Or is it all largely trying to understand culture? You seem to say they show you clips from movies to try and understand them. Do you feel you are able to explain very well to them what's going on in these clips? Do they show you anything violent, movies, etc., and ask you about that? How do they generally react to your answers? Is there any other running theme in their questions outside of idol worship? Do you think they can actually get offended by refusing the salt? Instead of refusing, maybe accept it but let them know that it does not mean to you what they might think it means. Due to them being curious, I imagine they would want to know this. They seem to treat you and think of us as people from a long time ago. As if time is different for them or something. We have developed extremely fast in the past 100 years compared to any other time in history. It sounds like they are applying thinking to us that is no longer relevant at least in the developed world. Arg so many questions, but I'll hold on to them for now. Thank you for answering. Wow. Lots of questions. Home about HAL. Greater than I feel like they thought it was funny, a comedy. I don't know why, so I just assumed that they think it's funny that a machine could think on its own. Whoa. Let's back up. I'm not one of the most important people on the planet. There are quite a few of us, I think, 
who they take up regularly, and I don't think any of us are that special. I could be wrong, though. Okay, back to questions. They single quote never asked about nukes, but they've asked me about wars. They have footage of soldiers that they picked up I think during World War I based on T-clothes. British guys. They tore them up with questions, and the guys were very scared. But I think it was the war that scared them. They want to know why we fought and what I think the result was, but I don't think they are pacifists. At all. They show no emotion, no reaction at all to most of my answers. They only ever sometimes react with something like sadness. Thanks for all your posts. Even if fake, I was intrigued and I got into that Wikipedia reading spiral about Mesopotamian civilizations. No one believes it. I know that. But, it is or it isn't, you know? If I were Jesus or Obama or Michael Jackson or something then maybe I'd try to tell everyone. But it wouldn't do any good. Whatever is going to happen in 21 is going to happen. I'm not afraid of it, but maybe I should be. And then on November 21st of 2013, after a brief hiatus, Throwalian simply states, No more questions. They are not happy with me. Sorry. Throwalian did not post again for seven and a half years. On May 24th, 2021, Throwalian returned breaking his seven-year silence with a single, though long, statement, which I will play for you now. Commenting here was a mistake, and I wish I hadn't done it. It changed everything for me, not all in bad ways, but mostly in bad ways. I'm commenting again now because there are people on Reddit and probably elsewhere who are claiming to be aliens, or that I am a government agent, or an alien agent, or something like that, and they are. All lying. I'm talking about the history of the Earth guy and the end of an era contract guy. These are hoaxes. They don't know anything and it looks to me like they are trying to take advantage of my story and my life to get attention. I haven't even visited Reddit for years and now I've seen all these posts about my comments. I wish I had never commented at all all but July is so close and I won't be here much longer so what's the point of not talking anyway and I think I owe it to a few people who have meant a lot to me. It makes me angry to see people try to take advantage like this when people have really suffered and really want answers. So I'm trying to type it all out. Maybe I'll run out of energy or stop caring but I'm going to try. I was wrong about a lot when I posted before and I'm sorry but I didn't mean to mislead anyone it's just that I didn't know what I know now. After I commented on here my relationship with Jack and Gina changed especially with Gina and it was like it opened a door up for me and I was able to ask more questions and learn from her. And I guess that's good because I was able to learn a lot more about who they are and what they are doing. But in a whole this was a big mistake because it made my life here so much worse than it already was. I messed up big time and I'm still paying for it every day and I may be going to pay big for it in a couple of days. I've been up 6-10 times since I commented on here and it's much more often now because they are almost done with me. I am going up once more this weekend that's it. I'll stay with them in the big ship for a while and then I'll go back with them. That's what they've told me and I know that I don't have a choice about this and I don't care anyway. I don't think they are going to hurt me but honestly I don't know anymore. I found out a lot about them and it's not good mostly. They might kill me. I know that, but I also don't think that they'll torture me in any way or imprison me or anything like that. It doesn't seem like them to do anything like that so even if they are lying it's a better deal than I've got here. 
When I answered questions on here before I was afraid of human people here on Earth, not afraid of aliens, and I think I made that pretty clear. I didn't know at the time that they ever did anything that hurt people. I don't think they do it a lot, and I really still don't fear that they are going to hurt me. It was because I was afraid of people that I made a throwaway account on here instead of using my real name. I didn't want anyone to find me, obviously, and because I wanted to protect the privacy of one of my friends, who is single quote T my friend it turns out. I wasn't afraid of the government at the time but I should have been. I don't know if the government was monitoring or if that's how they found me but I was abducted by the United States government in broad daylight in 2015. They never identified themselves but they were pretty clearly FBI or CIA or something like that and I was in the United States when it happened. So I know it was the US government and not some other government. Whoever they are, but I think I know, they know who I am and where I am. They kept me for three days and tortured me far worse than the aliens ever have. They abducted me again in 2018 at an airport on my way back into the country and they tortured me for seven days. I don't think the government found me because of my comments here. They weren't monitoring me and probably didn't even know I existed. Jack and Gina didn't know what I was doing and that's why I had to quit answering questions last time I was here. I don't know how they knew it was happening right when it was happening, but they knew and they told me to stop. They had to either be monitoring the whole internet or monitoring me and so I'm pretty sure it was just me. They are probably monitoring me right now, too. Also while I'm thinking about it I think I should mention that Jack and Gina tried to tell me what they called themselves. They don't call themselves aliens obviously. I can't spell the word that Gina used and I can't even remember what it sounded like exactly but they said that it meant friends of friends. I think that was probably a pretty rough translation. They were really, really angry with me and they took me up a couple of days after I stopped commenting here. It's hard to explain but they didn't exactly threaten me but they did tell me that things were going to be different after that and that I shouldn't talk about them anymore and that things were changing. Again they didn't hurt me but I was pretty scared of them for the first time in a long time. I was scared enough of them after that that the first chance or excuse I had I left America for a while but they found me wherever I went. They know where I am all the time I think and that makes me think that I probably have some kind of tracking device in me somewhere. I don't know that for sure, but they found me and taken me up now in six different cities on two different continents, so they must have some way of knowing where I am. Well, I guess technically three different continents. After posting here I started talking with Gina though and it was different. This is so stupid to say but I think Gina felt sorry for me or maybe I don't know maybe she or he would actually sort of like me. But after I got in trouble with them it was different and instead of just showing me things and asking me questions they started letting me ask questions. Gina would even say, do you have questions for me? I don't know why but I never bothered to ask Gina if she was a boy or a girl or if they had boys and girls. It didn't seem important at the time, but now it seems like it's important because I don't know whether to type she or her or what. That makes it difficult for me to type this and keep on topic so I'm just going to say she for Gina because that's the name she gave me and I think of her that way. Asking questions and having conversations with them is always very difficult for me and it leaves me exhausted. They just don't understand English well and they say stuff in weird ways, very literal ways that don't make sense. It takes a long time to understand one another. 
I wouldn't say I was friendly with Jack and Gina ever, but it was definitely different. It seemed like they wanted me to ask questions and like they wanted to answer. And I really believed that Gina and I were sort of becoming friends, which I know sounds very stupid. But that ended and changed in 2016 when Jack and Gina left to go back to their home and they took Diane with them. I don't know why they went back, but it wasn't like all of the friends of friends went back. Jack never came back. And Gina came back in 2018, but she was so different when she came back to the point that I wondered if it was the same Gina or if this was like a different Gina, and so I even think of her now as Gina. 2. They all look sort of the same, but with little differences that you can tell, and Gina too has the same scar that Gina did. Although now I don't know if that is a scar or if it's just something about the way her skin is. Now Gina too is very down to business with me and she doesn't seem like she cares at all about me and I don't know if she ever did anyway. They took Diane away in 2016 and I haven't seen or heard much about her since then but Gina too says that I'm going back with them the same as Diane did. So I hope that I'll see her again because I got pretty close to her family several years ago. I haven't talked with her mom in a while now and she and her stepfather had a falling out but I don't know what that was about. I don't have any of my own family left really and I won't ever have my own kids and Diane means a lot to me. I was wrong about some of the stuff I told you all when I commented last time and I think I should clear up a couple of things. First, I'm really sorry that I said that they don't hurt people because sometimes they do. I asked Jack and Gina about what they do to people, not just why they are studying me but what they do to other people too. Jack and Gina told me there are three kinds of human subjects that they study. The first is like me who they study over a long period of time and who they talk with and study for a long time. I don't know how I got put in this group or why they would be interested in talking with me more than anyone else. I think it's just luck because they don't treat me like there's anything special about me. I've asked them and they didn't really understand the question I don't think. Some people in this group have been taken up hundreds of times over 80 years or more but Gina told me that usually people don't get taken up anymore after they hit their 40s. At the time I thought that meant that maybe they lost interest in people when they got older but now I think that maybe it's that most people in this group don't live that long. Some of us in this group they take back with them to wherever it is they come from. The second group of their little experiments are people who probably don't even realize they are being observed at all, never abducted, but watched and studied. I don't think I'm in this group and so I don't know nearly as much about it. I guess maybe they are watching me, but I feel like the people in this group they probably watch like all the time and I know they don't watch me all the time. I don't think they do anyway. The last group is people who they use for physical testing and it usually kills them. Gina said that they don't hurt people just to hurt people, that they aren't mean, but that these people can't survive the testing. I'm not sure what it is they do to them but it kills them. I am really, really sorry that I gave the impression that they didn't do this when they actually do. I didn't know about it at the time and I swear that I wouldn't have come on here and commented that they don't hurt people at all when they do. I still don't think people have anything to worry about because they don't eat people, they aren't trying to harvest our organs, they aren't trying to steal our water or anything like that. But they do some bad things sometimes and there's nothing I can do about it and I'm sorry that I made people think that they don't when they do. One other thing I was wrong about was that I think I probably said that Jack and Gina's race that I'm just going to call friends of friends because that's what they call themselves. Didn't make a lot of those movies that they showed me. 
the friends of friends have only been here for something like 3,000 years. Before that it there were others here to watch us and I think something bad happened and they were completely killed off by the friends of friends and they got earth along with everything else that those others had. I don't know much about those others and this is not a thing I could really ask about so I really filled in some of my understanding here. Whoever the aliens were before, they must have been doing pretty much the same thing as the friends of friends because they bothered to take all the videos and everything. But the way Jack and Gina talked about I got the feeling that they didn't care for those others, like the others might have been their enemies or they might have done something bad. When they talked about it, they didn't talk about it like it was just a shift change or something. I'm pretty sure there was a war and the friends of friends killed all the others. And I'm not sure about this either but I think that the big ship might actually have been built or brought here by those others and not by the friends of friends. I know that when Jack and Jean went back home for a while, they didn't go in the big ship. The big ship pretty much stays put I think and I've still never seen it from the outside so I don't know what it looks like. It might not even be a ship, I guess. It could be like an office building on the moon for all I know. The other big thing that I was wrong about was that I said that they don't have religion. They say they don't but I don't know about that. I know this sounds like they are stupid, and they can't be stupid if they can travel all the way here and have these ships and all this technology, but this sounds pretty stupid to me. Gina said that there are a lot of different beings out there. I can't remember if she said thousands or millions, but I think she said millions. And there are millions of planets with life on it, she said, and then there are some forms of life that don't even have planets. Some planets have just like fungus on them or some fish or plants. But there are I think she said millions of civilizations out there. Many of them are as advanced as hers she said. She said that there are only seven planets in the whole world that are like the earth where the dominant life form has the simple problems. She called them the simple problems, not me. She didn't tell me a list of the simple problems, but she told me some of them that were prayer and faith healing and churches and sorcery and magic and all that kind of stuff. Mostly all stuff about religion. And of those seven, she said there were only three where people experienced deja vu, or believe in prophecies, or that worship idols. We are one of those three, and that's why the friends of friends are here. That's why the others were here, too, and that's why the next group is coming in July. Gina says that they know that the whole world isn't really what it looks like, but it's actually the creation of a single intelligence, and that we and everything exist inside that intelligence. I asked her if it was like the Matrix, and then I explained to her what that was and she said it wasn't like that at all and so then I asked her if it was like when that hospital show ended and it turned. Ah to all be a kid imagining it in a snow globe, and she said it wasn't like that either. But she said that it's the one thing that everyone in the world agrees on, all these thousands and thousands of advanced civilizations. They apparently all have proof that the world is imaginary, or a dream or a computer program or something. And they study Earth and the two other planets like it because they are pretty sure that these three planets and the intelligent life on them are either mistakes, like accidents, or else one of them might be the center of the whole thing and everything else is a mistake or an accident. They want to figure out which is which so that they can better understand the intelligence that creates the world. That sounds a lot like religion to me. I tried to finish up college a few years ago and I took a world religions course and to me this sounds like religion, but I'm not an expert so I don't know. Also I didn't end up finishing college. 
I only have like three courses left but I'm not never going to get there and that bothers me a lot because a lot of people in my family were really educated and were doctors and engineers and I'm just nothing special. That's mostly because of this thing that I've had to deal with as part of my life. When I look back on all the videos they've shown me and all the questions they've asked it's pretty clear that this is what they are studying in me. I should have seen that even before Gina told me but it's hard to think clearly about things like this because it's traumatic. I've read some of the comments you all have made about me in the last few months and I've seen a few of you mention mental health stuff, like maybe I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not delusional or insane. But over the years I've had to deal with this shit in my life and it's not easy and maybe that's caused me to see things a little differently than they really are. I don't mean like I'm imagining things but that I'm maybe justifying things or rationalizing them. You have to understand that I don't have my own life, if you can understand that. I'm not in control of it. Someone else is. And they've done stuff to me, like taking me away and forcing me to watch things and interrogate me in all of it, and I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice in it. And I think maybe when I was commenting here before maybe I was putting kind of rose-colored glasses on my experience because the reality of it is that my life doesn't mean anything to anyone and I am powerless and it was easier for me to think of Jack and Gina as friendly and as the things they do with me is just not so bad. I don't know what my point is here except that you shouldn't trust most abduction stories. I wouldn't trust most of the alien stuff that you hear, either. Because people out there want attention and they are bored or they want to take advantage of you and make you do things and they make stuff up to get your attention. If you've been through it in reality it's easy to spot the people making up stuff about it. I say this because I saw on one of your comments there's a guy posting that he is an alien named Adam and is going to show everyone the true history of the planet through the internet starting this summer and he made his account right after I posted my comments and then started posting recently. At one point he even said that I was part of his scam somehow. That person is full of BS. That's not a real thing and if you believe it then I've got a bridge to sell you. And I mention it also because you are probably going to hear a lot more accounts of abductions in the next few years because I've seen many more of us up there than I used to. Things have changed about the way they are observing us and there's a lot more human contact and a lot of those people are bound to mention it to friends or family and then once that gets started the hoaxers and frauds are bound to start popping up. This stuff is really important though and not just for you and for Earth but for the people who they are taking. We are people and this is not easy for most of us. It's hard and it's lonely and we don't have anywhere we can get help. I'm sorry for what you've gone through. I hope you find peace. Many of you have sent me very nice messages and I thank you all. I appreciate that there are some nice people out there. For the most part people commenting here are very mean and not just to me but also to people who actually have mental illness. I am sorry that you all are so angry. I'm not ill and I'm not depressed. I am sad and I am lonely and I am spending the next two days eating food I like and drinking tea and coffee and beer and making the most of it. You're all being lied to and manipulated by hoaxers and people who want attention and money and to control you somehow. I don't want any part of that. I have sent proof of my story to two people I grew up with, including screenshots of this account. They're old email addresses so I don't know if they check those emails or not but if they do they will be the only two people who can verify this information. I will never come back to Reddit or anywhere else.
If anyone posts claiming to be me or to know me or to be in contact with me, they are lying to you. Many of you will know the truth on the 18th, and I hope you all are safe. 7. 18. Goodbye. The Throwawaylian user account was promptly deleted, and Throwawaylian has not been heard from since. However, there have been posts by others claiming to have been abducted in the same manner by the same aliens as Throwawaylian. A user named Some Abductee made a post in which he claimed to have known Throwawaylian and gives some more information about the abduction program they have both been subjected to. Here are the posts of Some Abductee. Hey, this is a true story I cannot prove. I'm from a country where English is not the main language, so the post is translated, and I apologize for that. I prefer not to expose the country, because it is small. Since 1993, I'm regularly kidnapped by the same group of aliens who kidnapped Rewalian. They're the only group that kidnaps people. They call themselves Rehokim, and they are here subordinate to another race of aliens called Havrim. I do not know why they introduced themselves as friends of friends to Alex. But I can find the logic in that. The Havram are an alien race that cultivates humanity and they are the race that is expected to be revealed to the world on 19.7. Over the years I have had many conversations with the Rehokim, but most of them I do not remember well as if I was under the influence of drugs. Since 2018 they have not contacted me at all, and I am worried, but also curious to see if writing this post will change anything. I'm pretty sure I know who Thrawalian is, and his name is Alex. He actually pretty much revealed himself by telling about his friendship with the famous coach, who asked me not to talk about him and reveal his name. He is not very famous as people think, and for example, in my country, they have hardly heard of him. But he's a dangerous man, and if I was not afraid of him, I would happily tell who he is, but he is one who can also kill. He also has a special connection with the Rehokim, and they give him a kind of backup. Like Alex, I also know very little about the big picture, but I think I know a little more than him, and I actually decided to write here to share important details I know about the 19.7. As Alex said, the Rehokim are leaving, and the Havrum are about to be exposed to humanity. But I know nothing about maps or locations, and I have never seen soldiers at the station. Hamisht, the famous Israeli who recently said that the aliens made contact with humanity, is connected to what is about to happen on the 19.7, and I also think I saw him once the last time I was at the station. He was there with many other Israelis. Not related to 19.7, but Alex is wrong about the station when he described it as a spaceship. It is a building located on the dark side of the moon. I have no idea why, but Israel and the U.S. are particularly concerned about what is about to happen on the 19.7, even though it concerns the whole world. Trump knows nothing about what is going to happen. I asked them directly the last time I was there, and they even laughed at the question. What is about to happen on 19.7 is an event on a historic scale that has not happened for thousands of years. It's by the words. What's going to happen is probably related to air pollution in some way, because they talked about it more than once. The report that is about to come out has been carefully planned by the Rehokim years ago, and in my opinion, is intended to prepare the ground for what is about to happen. But I do not know what it is going to include. In addition, it is important for me to note that they are good people, and that their attitude towards us is somewhat reminiscent of our attitude towards dogs and pets in general. They think we're cute but they do not usually express emotion. 
They claim that the experiments they do in us are ultimately for the benefit of the human race as a whole. Unlike Alex, my life was not ruined as a result of the kidnappings. Maybe because in my case I have a supportive family and a spouse who also accompanied me on one of the last occasions. The experience is very strange, but overall life goes on as usual, and everyone thinks you are laughing when you talk about it. One last thing I wanted to say is that I'm personally excited for what is to come on the 19.7, and already looking forward to the day when I will be able to talk to everyone about the rehockim and my experiences with them. I have no idea about this thing, that they're taking people back to their planet, as Alex wrote, but I really do not think it's their plan for me. I've never heard of them actually doing that. I'm sorry to say that I don't know a lot about Havrim. I know that they've already been to Earth many times before, and that they really care for humanity. They're supposed to be good people, too. I was told by the Rehokim that Israel and the U.S. are the most worrying countries. I think they hide something that's going to get exposed, but that's a pure speculation of mine. I actually remember my whole last trip with them in 2018. It was very short, and I got to ask them a few questions after the testing. They are not the only group that is visiting Earth, but they told me they were the only ones who kidnapped people. I don't know about a federation, but I believe there is one since Hamish mentioned it, and it makes sense to me. I know these are Hebrew names. Rehokim means far people and Havram means friends. This is why it makes sense to me that they presented themselves to Alex as friends of friends. I don't know much about their relationship with Israel, but there is a strong connection between the Rehokim Israel and the U.S. I have no idea why they never revealed this to me. I personally think that there's a big cover-up by Israel and the U.S. that is going to be exposed when the Havram arrive, and that's why they are so worried. The Rehokim don't seem to care about that at all. They only told me that we're on the dark side of the moon. I also never saw windows in the station. I don't think the station has windows at all. I was always taken to the station in those same tic-tac ships Alex described, but these ships can change color, actually. Alex said they were kind of blue, but they're sometimes kind of white when they land in the station. They're always blue on Earth, though. The aliens look just like Alex described them. He didn't lie in that part at all. They look like something between a typical gray alien from the movies and a human. They're not scary at all, at least to me. I really don't want to talk about their technology, because I know that's one thing they want to keep as a secret, but Alex already gave out many details about that. Regarding where they come from, I only know it's very far from Earth, hence the name Rehokim, but I have no idea about the close-to-the-side thing they told Alex. I don't think he made that up, but I have no idea what it's supposed to mean, or why they told him that. Abductions follow the same process as Alex described. They land their tic-tac ship somewhere near my house, and then they just find me, and invite me to come. I also never tried to say no, I don't think they would listen. They usually come when I'm alone, but there were a few occasions in which they also met my spouse and my father. As I said, my spouse once came with me. She actually asked them to join, and they had no problem with it. She regretted this later, and she never wants to join again, but I really don't want to get into why since it's personal. On June 6, 2021, some abductee's user account was deleted. Is it true that aliens will make their presence known here on Earth this month? Whether or not we make contact, the creatures of the night will continue to bring you the best truth podcasts. Good night.